Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's the WWE World Heavyweight Champ, Seth Rollins. Let's go. <laughs> Are you a romantic type of guy? You know what? Yes, I am. Will yes, you go I to Bukit Beppa with Becky Lynch? What the hell did you just say? <laughs> getting punched or getting rocked rings out this animal. Where you're just like, let's go. <laughs> you're the first evidence I have that Iowa is actually a place. And I know that they have... Corn? Corn there? Yes, corn. What I remember is seeing somebody come around the corner, tackles me. Everybody was trying to get him off, but his legs were kind of like this. So I just reached up and just... No! Back in the day, escorts, I felt, were a little more private. Like, you had your clientele, and the old rich guy would pay for the young girl to follow him around and maybe for a little extra pay there's a little fooling a little fooling <laughs> well now it's like a whole thing like you've it's been exposed by the likes of you know super snake and other instagram uh documentarians for sure well like. whose yacht is that lady whose yacht are you on? And, and, and why are you in sicily this week and monaco next week and then london this week and then la who who are you chasing around? Just, you're not paying for any of this well, stuff. Well, and London's like the jump off point because it's Euro summer. 100%. And so it's like, you got Mykonos. You've got Bitha, as they say here. 100%. You've got, you've got central pay for the real wealthy ones. Yep. You know, and they're all yep. here jumping off. Who else is jumping off is our guest today. Yeah, let's, let's Who is going to walk behind <laughs> the first ever <laughs> walk behind. behind us. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's the wow. WWE World Heavyweight Champ, Seth Rollins. Let's go. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> what he did right there was basically like, okay, shut the fuck up about whatever you're talking about. I'm here. I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What a setup you guys got here. It's not bad. Is this for decoration or can I actually drink it? You can drink it. Oh, I need it. I can use a <laughs> Stay hydrated, brother. Uh, you can wear the headphones if you if you so please. Oh, but yeah. Why not? You don't have to. We it like puts it. puts you in the zone. Why not? Yeah, get me in. Just get me all the way in. You'll I'm notice all... it gives you Whoa. that radio sound. Yeah, yeah. Know? All right. Now I feel like we're alone in the room. It's kind of romantic in yeah. its own way, right? Oh. It's just, just the three of us hanging out. Are you here. a romantic type of guy? Uh, maybe in some ways. <laughs> I don't know about like, uh, yeah, you know what? Yes, I am. Like, are, will yes, you go I to Bukiti Beppo with Becky Lynch? What the hell did you just say? <laughs> Nothing. Buca di Beppo? Is that what you just said? It's an Italian What's, what is that? I don't know that's what that Roman. Is. That's the peak of Roman. It's I don't know. I've never heard of that in my life. <laughs> well, that's because you're from Davenport, Iowa. <laughs> from hey, you Iowa. know you know all about Davenport. You've yeah. been there. I learned about I learned about Davenport. You know, Mike wasn't even sure people from Iowa existed. You're the first evidence I have <laughs> that Iowa is actually a place. Oh, okay. Because I know that it, I've heard of it, and I know that they have. Corn? Corn there? Yes, corn. I know they have corn there, but I didn't know it was actually real. Yes. So now that you're it's here. It's a real place yeah. with real people. There's real buildings, the whole nine. Yeah, yeah I saw them. Yeah, he's seen it. I can no, but it. like, but like, for example, like North Dakota. Like, you've heard oh. of that, right? But have you ever actually met a person like, yeah, I'm from North Dakota? I think I did once, but I felt like he was AI. Yeah. You guys haven't traveled that much, have you? <laughs> I mean, look, I've been fortunate enough in this gig to uh, have wrestled in all 50 states, many, many countries, six continents, the whole nine. So 
I've been to North Dakota. All Fargo? Right? Can I can I cold. ask? Cold. Yes, you can ask whatever, but it's cold. We always go. I'm telling you, the logistics people, whoever put these schedules together, they're, they're just throwing stuff or, or they're trying to rib us, right? Because we always go to Fargo like in the middle of February when there's six feet of snow and it's negative 40 degrees and the bus wants to freeze. It's brutal, dude. It's brutal up there. I feel like the WWE logistics team just has a dart and a map and they're like, where are we? going this week that's it that's it is antarctica the content you haven't wrestled on that's the one any goals of doing that (laughs) let's do it man let's book a show in the arctic circle let's ride (laughs) yeah that's the one that's the one all the other ones i've covered so speaking of antarctica let's break the ice seth that's nice i'm not mad at you for beating me at wrestlemania i'm not mad i i'm gonna take that l on the chin you're a legend. It was an honor to lose to you, Seth Rollins. And you put on a hell of a performance. And Curb stomped me. Well, stomped me. <laughs> stomped you. <laughs> <into yep. the laughs> and uh, let's put that behind us for a second. And, and let's be professionals about this podcast. Because mm. I'll also be honest with you. You do have something that I like currently. And that's the, the World Heavyweight Championship. Ah, yeah, well, yeah. We got a new title in the house since you and I tangoed after WrestleMania. World Heavyweight Championship. We're live. I, you know what? I will, uh, I'll accept that. I'll accept that. I, uh, I have to be honest with you. I was a bit skeptical uh, about your venture into WWE, but um, the hard work that you put forth leading into WrestleMania uh, and the effort that you, you and KSI really put forth uh, during the contest itself, uh, there's a level of respect that comes with that. You know, There's a level of respect when you get in there uh, you tango with anybody at WrestleMania on a stage like that. There's just a there's a level of respect that comes with that. So I'm with you. We'll put it behind us. We'll be professional here, and uh, just don't come anywhere near the World Heavyweight Title. Please. Yeah, yeah. I, I, no, no promises. I well, just and I say that just because, I, you know, I just extended my contract for a bit of time, and I'm optimistic, and idealistic. And I got big goals, and we're in the same industry. I don't know. Hey, respect, bro. Respect. I get that. But thanks I for get... thanks for coming on. Thanks for coming on the yeah, podcast. I know. Thank you guys for having me. Mr. I appreciate Mr. it. Mr. Rollins, I'll tell you this: you, you don't have much to worry about. He's never won anything. It's not really my thing. Entire life. It's not so, really. My... You don't have to worry, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Look, there. It, the, the bottom line is, you you, uh, you always take more L's than W's. Always. That's how it is. Especially when your yeah. name's Logan. When you're when you're you two yeah. L's in your name. When you're a grinder, man. That's just how it goes. And he's on grinder. Oh God, bless you! <laughs> well, I learned about Grinder actually in WWE. I never knew what it was. Uh, we had there was one person, and I won't name names. I won't incriminate him in any way. But uh, he was on Grinder. I mean, he was a habitual. I think still is a habitual Grinder user. Does that just make you a Grinder? Is that what the term? Would be? I mean, sure. I, he yeah. is a hundred percent a Grinder. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. he, he is ritualistic about it. He, yeah, he he could be marching today the streets of London. It's LGBTQ yeah, it's it's it, uh, today, Pride yeah. Pride it, March Day. I know it's the month. You know, it's June and all like that. Yeah. I didn't know there was an actual some full March today. Yeah, that's pretty rad. All sick, across, all sick. across Europe, they're they're going for it. So look, Seth. Who's your stylist? You got some wacky clothes. You came in here with big sunglasses. Every time I saw you with the ring, you look like you're about to fly away. Yeah, yeah. This is actually a tame look for you guys. <laughs> yeah, I, I dressed down a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so my guy's name is King Troy. That's his handle on Instagram. Uh, I, I His name's Troy Haynes. He's an awesome cat uh, based out of Los Angeles. He was actually doing a ton of work for the ladies of WWE. Uh, still does a little bit, but that's how I got him. Becky. 
Becky was like, I got a, I got a guy, and he's, he's always wanted to style a dude. He styles chicks all the time, but he wanted to style a guy. And, uh, I, I mean, you didn't really, I don't know, you didn't really know who I was pre-visionary, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, I mean, you've seen me in my element a little bit. I'm very dressed down. I'm very no frills, relaxed, chill. So this is out of my, I'm actually out of my element right now mm. in, in this suit. But when I was coming back from, I want to say uh, paternity leave, uh, we had had our baby and I was coming back and I wanted to do something different. She was like, why don't you try this? And so I, I hit him up and the suit started coming and then it turned into whatever it is now. It's this monstrosity of, I mean, you were there at WrestleMania. You saw the the, the entrance. It was nuts. Um, so yeah, he, he puts a lot of it together, works with my gear guy. His name's Mikazi. Uh, Surratt, he works uh, in WWE, and they they put it all together and come up with some wild looks. So. Is he? Are they styling you for <clears throat> like if you're out on the town in Iowa having a baked potato? Like, are you getting an outfit for that as well? Absolutely not. No, no that's what I'm saying. Because he has he he's styled for like he'll wake up like Saturday morning. It'll be like pool look. No, Logan, come on. Yeah. Wow. I got a lookbook. You got a whole thing, <laughs> and I'll tell you why. I'm uh, fashionably inept. Yes. Like like really bad. Yes. So if I don't have that, I'll look like a pilgrim. That's fair. <laughs> I, I guess I'm okay with looking like a pilgrim. I'm I'm like, when I'm in my... You actually you, could you look like could a pilgrim yeah, when I, so nice. When I'm in my own... I don't care. Yeah, I mean, put me in a hat and the whole nine. Yeah, but, but yeah, put him in a hat. yeah, yeah. But no, I, when I'm by myself, when I'm just at my wrestling school or whatever, like I will wear it's only shorts and a t-shirt. That's it, and sneakers. I don't wear anything. And like I'm of the opinion when I go out, <laughs> this is this is this is a mean thing to say. Uh, not mean, but it's just when I'm in Iowa, like in my own space, everybody knows kind of who I am, and like. I don't need to like dress up to go to this whatever the one fancy restaurant is in Davenport. Like I'm just gonna show up in my in my shit and it's fine. Everything's gonna be fine. No one's gonna turn me away. You know. Yeah. Like, but yeah, I'm fully the same. I'm very fashionably fashionably inept as well. It's a good way to put it. Makes three of us. I could use King Troy myself. Is you he could. Is he, is he taking new clients? Always, man. If you need a look, he's there for Actually, you. Actually, he, dude. I, I'm not kidding you. He's the best. He's fantastic. His name is great to me. King like, I Troy, feel like he baby. rolls up a Trojan horse, he, a wooden horse. He dude. rocks, man. He's so good. And he, he uh, he's like I said, he's done the girls for a while. Still do, does some of them as well. Get, gets Becky some stuff, Charlotte, some of the other ones. But I think I'm the only... I think I'm the only dude on the book, so well, I like want, the vibe. Join, so. join I mean, the it's wor- it's working, Seth. Yeah, for sure. It's it, it's working. I I am uh, obviously new to the WWE. I'm new to the world of Seth Rollins. And the fans love you. They are eating it up right now. The Seth Rollins character, the act, the look, the appeal. Do you feel that you're in the pinnacle of your career at the moment? I feel like I'm kind of just starting my prime. It's an interesting prime. Nice. Yeah, I, I'm just start, starting to get into it. I've been wrestling since I was roughly 16, 17 years old, so 20 years now. So in our industry, there are some exceptions, you know, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, uh, you know, he's kind of an exception. Obviously, he was sort of a part of the business his entire life because his family was in it. But like he had his real run was only like four years, mm-hmm. like it was tiny. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, historically, the, the you need years and years of experience, thousands of matches. You've got to build equity with your audience. And so I'm like at the point now where I'm 37. I think I'm 37. Yeah, 37. And so like I've got probably this maybe 
six to 10 year window, depending on my health, where like, I'm going to be in the sweet spot where like my body can still go, you know, like, um, but, but my brain is also finally caught up to where my, where I am physically. So like mentally and physically, I haven't, I haven't deteriorated. I'm like in that perfect zone where I'm like, I'm not quite what I was when I was your age athletically, but I'm still pushing it. And like mentally, I'm just, I can read the room when we go out there. It's like, it's like cake for me. So, uh, I'm in that zone for like, I'd say six to 10 years, depending on, you know, how my body holds up and then, and then who knows, but you know, then I'll turn into undertaker and come once a year for WrestleMania. <laughs> but yeah, like I'm, I'm feeling really good right now. Like it's just, it's, I'm in, I'm in a sweet spot. Well, it, it is completely reliant on your body. And, uh, this is not a, this, but you know, 10 years ago, you were, yoked you were, you, you were ripped and you're still in great shape now but you know back then you looked like a fucking hunk you know and you're still a hunk yeah man. you're no, obviously like obviously a fine wine over here obviously you're still a hunk you're aging like a fine wine but are you doing anything to preserve your body like are you on any peptides you, any any ice nah, baths man. or like how are you staying alive no honestly i just do my same thing uh you know i try to just change my training up you know, based on how I feel and like, yeah, there's constant injuries, you know, like my knee's been bugging me since before WrestleMania. Yeah. We were having a lot of, I was having issues with that. Um, you know, my neck acting up, my low back has been at me for like since 2019, probably should get some surgery on that, but trying to just, you know, do whatever I can to make sure I'm, I don't need it. Cause I have a couple of stress fractures back there. Um, no stem, no stems. So I tried some stem cells. Uh, I've done a couple stem cell treatments and I didn't find that they, I found that they were temporarily helpful. Okay. I didn't find that. And I wasn't taking time off. So I wasn't just mm. idling while I was on the stem cells. I was still working pretty much full-time schedule with WWE. So I found that temporarily helpful, but long-term it, it kind of had faded off a little bit. So I'd say I got like about maybe four or five months of like, ooh, okay. That feels good. Right, I feel yeah. like everybody has like a different experience with him because uh, Ray Mysterio like swear, swears by him. Yeah. Like yeah. He, he's like, that's the reason why I'm still going. Yeah, and he's, uh, I mean, I have no reason to believe that he is saying anything but the truth. For because sure. Because he is just unreal. He's yeah. one of one. I mean, that guy, I think he turns 50 soon. <laughs> and like, what What are we talking about? Yeah. You watch him in the ring, it's like unbelievable. He has an age today. Like, <laughs> I was talking about entering my prime, and he's like, he's just, like I said, one of one. He's like a, yeah. a freak, dude. Yeah. Freak. One. And, and a sweetheart. Yeah. Uh, uh, up there, and I'll say this, it might be a hot take, but he's one of the greatest professional wrestlers of all time oh for sure and i think you know people kind of like oh well he wears a mask like there's there's like all these kind of like oh but this but that you know he's not like a great pro he's not like a you know a rock and austin a hogan like he's not on that but like he is if you look at the totality of his career and the influence that he's had for over generations i i say one of one of the greatest you could arguably include him on a mount rushmore if you wanted mm, to, if yeah. you wanted to go that far. Absolutely. You might want to go to the next WWE event, and that's good news because today's sponsor is SeatGeek. <laughs> With over 28 million downloads, SeatGeek is the number one rated ticketing app. There are more than 70,000 events every single day on SeatGeek, including concerts, sports, festivals, and more. WWE events have been cracking lately. Don't miss the action. They put all the tickets across the web in one place to make sure you're getting a good deal. Each ticket is graded to make sure you get a good deal. Look for the green dots. Green means good. good. Red means bad. bad. Every ticket is backed by their buyer guarantee and SeatGeek is the only site that lets you return your tickets ahead of the events with swaps. 
And you know I came through for you guys. Use my code Logan for twenty dollars off tickets. Right down twenty dollars off your first purchase with the promo code Logan. Make sure you click the link in the description to download the app. Back to the show. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. <laughs> Do you think um, wrestling, and you mentioned it just then about the pains you're feeling, is about ignoring, ignoring <laughs> the pain and ignoring the ladders to the chest? And Because when I first started, I, I was shocked at how things hurt. Yeah. Like, you know, when you watch it on TV and people who don't watch wrestling assume that you know the the mat is padded and and bouncy like a trampoline and they assume the ladders are fake and the chairs are fake and the tables are fake and sure when i found out that none of it was <laughs> it, it took a, a second to be like oh i'm just gonna have to suck this up like is that what it is just ignore and suck it up yeah there's just a level of suffering <laughs> that, <laughs> yeah, that you have to be willing to endure that's no joke and and i think people you know obviously there's a level of uh you know workmanship to it like you know i'm not really trying to end you with a ladder to your body <laughs> but also there's there's no fighting it if i'm throwing a ladder at you they are just hard steel ladders just metal ladders and they will just they're just going to attack your body you're just going to try to survive it as best you can and so yes it's essentially just he's shaking his head like what are we doing you know because yeah, you don't understand mike you don't well, you know, my you limited wwe experience very limited <laughs> It all of that hurt. It hurt. All of it hurt. <laughs> now I will. I will say this. I, for, for for me at least, in the twenty seconds that I was in there, it's adrenaline. It, it, at least in the very beginning, when you first start, you're just. I mean, you're in shock. Sure. I'm yeah. being manhandled by a large man in front yep. of thirty five thousand people right now. <laughs> like, but you're 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 once that wears off, you're like, oh shit, dude. What did I what did I do? Yeah. Right yeah. I mean, there's stuff in the moment that really is not great. You yeah. know, uh, and obviously it takes you out of it. But like. Yes, the adrenaline will get you through the match, yeah. the process, especially the early parts. And then when you're kind of like later in the matches, you're just like you're just riding that like whatever that euphoria is of the of the of the of the match itself and that like late game sort of push, whatever it is, you get that kind of feeling. But then I mean, if you go to the back and sit down for 20 minutes when you try to move it's like oh god but oh, isn't it do, do you ever guys do you guys ever get in that like state of mind i remember just from like tra traumatic injuries and stuff like that in the past like being in icu where it, it you you almost dig into this like internal warrior that's inside you and it makes you feel awesome to know that you're still fucking cooking through the pain yeah, you know the, what i'm saying like you tap into it yeah there's something there is something very warrior-esque yeah. about it and it's like you know, the physicality, as we're kind of like saying, ah, this is hurts a lot. There's something about the physicality. And I, and I assume uh, other anybody in contact sports will feel similarly. Like sometimes it brings out like this animal in you, you know, like getting punched or getting rocked by something is uh, like when we have a big match, I, I always kind of like the first one to just be snug, yeah. just in there. Just yeah. give me just 
crack me with something yeah. good, you know? Obviously, don't break my jaw, but just get, you know, hit, pop me with a forearm. Give me a good chop, something where I can just get that spike right through the right through the top of your head where you're just like, let's go! <laughs> you know, like, I like that vibe. So, like, you know, we do a lot of matches. Live events, stay away from me. I don't want any of that. Don't touch me. But, like, when it's when it's a televised pay-per-view, like, big big night, whatever it is, I'm ready to go. Let's Let's... Let's turn it up. We'll deal with the consequences later. For sure. Well, I was going to say, because, yes, that warrior does come out, and that pain can activate you in a really cool way, but the issue is he got to perform on Monday as well. Or Friday <laughs> as well. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. the, the schedule is grueling. The schedule is nuts, yeah. You have to work out. I, I would imagine eat healthy, learn the, the matches, and then perform week after week after week after week. Yeah. And that's the thing that I kind of skipped. Well, yeah, you which did. Is, you which, skipped which all is that. Why the people at WWE Universe <laughs> don't like me. Yeah, you get yeah. to just show up every once in a while, like, "Hey guys, I'm here." Yeah. <laughs> like, I did it. Yeah. I did it. Everybody's got their own path, though. You know, yeah, my yeah. path is for me. Your path is for you. That's just how it is. So, like, there's, you know, I gave you a lot of flack leading up to the match of Mania for that very thing. But uh, truth be told, over the years, you're not the first. You're not the first guy who's yeah. come from a different world into our world, and you know, brought more eyes to our product, and vice versa. So, like. It is what it is, um, but yeah, man, the schedule is—it's uh, one of a kind. There's really nothing like it. I don't understand how it's possible. It's—it's it's a well-organized machine with what 500 employees. Yeah, it's a very small billion-dollar company. Yeah, like it's a very—it's sure. very small. It's not like—it's not crazy as far as like infrastructure is concerned, but it's—it's it's wild. I mean, I did last year. Uh, I wrestled 120 some matches. Oh my. So then, but that's, I'll tell you what, that's the low end of my career. Uh -huh. Years that I've not been injured, like non-injury years, non-pandemic years, that's like the low end because we're only doing three shows a week usually. So like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or sorry, sorry, Saturday, Sunday, Monday for me, some people Friday, Saturday, Sunday. When I first started on the road with WWE in 2012, I was doing a five-day <laughs> week every week i'm not even kidding it was i would f wrestle friday saturday sunday we would do live tv monday then we would tape smackdown on tuesday this is before the rosters were split so that was i had some years where i was wrestling 230 matches a year <laughs> that's just matches not even we're not talking about media appearances we're not talking about extra travel days none of that just just that's just matches so i was on the road like nonstop, I could have just lit. There were some weeks where it was pointless to go home. I was like, "Why am I going home for six hours to unpack my bag and repack it, and then just go out again?" It was it was nuts. To have a schedule that rigorous, it's obvious that you have to love what you do, and you obviously love wrestling. I get these clips on my TikTok of you performing in front of twenty people. Very few sometimes, yep. like a young teenage yep. Seth Rollins. Yep. But did you realize that it was going to be all of that? Was it ever too much? Is it what you signed up for? Or did you kind of just take the bullet to the chin and suck it up and go? Uh, you know, this was just my first love, you know? So it was kind of everything that I signed up for, I guess. You know, I'd always heard, like, mythological stories about guys' schedules, you know? Like Ric Flair's, you know, crazy schedules, NWA world champion in the 80s or, like, kind of Bret Hart in the 90s and what he was doing for WWE in the early 90s and stuff like that as champion. So, like, I always heard, like, these kind of, like, like mythological little stories about these guys' schedules. So I was sort of prepped for it in that way. Um, and like I said, it's just, it's, it's my first love, man. So, like, I mean, I was willing in many ways to sacrifice 
relationships, friendships, time at home, time with family, and all of that stuff for what, I, I mean, it, it's the way you would, any any sort of, you know, if, if you have something that you love more than anything, you're just going to put that first. And it, it's very selfish in a way because that's the only way I could find to succeed in the industry. But uh, I, I don't have regrets for the time I spent, like, kind of suffering or going through it. Like, there was never, like I was saying, 230 matches, which sounds insane to me now. But, like, when I was 26 and you put me on the road with WWE for the first time, I'm living my childhood dream like the thing that i wanted to do when i was four years old like i'm getting the chance to do it there was no limit to how much i would have i would have stretched myself to to succeed the day the days off the 110 days off a year were probably the days you hated you're like dude i can't wait to get back yeah, i know back to work. I, I was addicted to the to yeah. the, the grind i really was i loved it i love dude there were times when i would show up like we had like i mentioned those five days and like I'd be like, well, I got to work out. Well, when am I going to work out? Well, we just drove from you know, I don't know, St. Louis to Kansas City after a live event on Friday or Sunday, and I got TV the next day. Call times, you know, two or one or whatever it is. But it's four in the morning now. I'm like, do I go to sleep or do I go to the gym? Well, I'll just sleep some other time. So I would just go to the gym at four or five in the morning. I'd pop in and get a workout in, and then go in the hotel, sleep for a few hours, then go to TV. But like, I just, I, I loved it. I loved it. You couldn't get me off the road. Like I, when I would go home, I would feel out of place. I would feel out of place. Yeah. I, my, my girlfriend at the time, I just remember, I feel feeling bad for her because I was like, I felt so, so like foreign when I was home. It just wasn't comfortable. I was by the next day, like the first day I was like, ah, oh, I'm home. By the next day I was like, all right, gotta go gotta go what's the next thing what's the next thing where are we going where are we going this weekend so it was uh it was an interesting time for me in my my mid-20s did you have a, a an extreme heel run you yes did, you did right like yes. you you were, you were big time booed for a, oh, yeah, a, a yeah, while yeah, yeah, yeah. i i mean they the, the audience goes up and down with me you know you okay. experience the side that they really enjoy but yeah. i think being paired with you is kind of help bring that out a for little sure. bit <laughs> for sure. but yeah i i uh when i when i first so we first started in 2012 with the shield if uh, anybody knows is me roman reigns john moxley who's over in aw now and the three of us were like this we were just in tack vests and and like riot gear and yep, and like yep. we just burst onto the scene like a, a a badass boy band you know like we we took over pretty quick and uh and then when i uh, infamously betrayed the shield in 2014 i think it was uh yeah that that started the the oh, okay. run, the run okay. of hatred okay. and then it was pretty strong there for a few years yeah yeah it was pretty pretty rotten i ask because i'm obviously a heel and i like it yeah but i didn't at first oh really when i first got there and people started booing me i really took it personal <laughs> oh what what you were just like why don't they like me I I just didn't understand. I didn't understand. Really? Dynamic. Was that? No, he. I was, I was pissed. Bruce Pritchard came yeah. back. He's like, that was amazing. They hate you. <laughs> like, Why is that amazing? Like, I, I'm affected by this. <laughs> now I eat it up. Oh, that's so fun. And I've started to play with just one on one interactions with people in the front row who are booing me. Yeah. I got to say, the WWE fans have balls. Sir. <laughs> Th these people, Mike, I will get in I've their face. And they're flipping me off. Fuck you. I'm right here. Like, I'm, yo, I'm sorry, sir. <laughs> I could end your life. <laughs> Where you stand. I obviously won't because it's legal. But the fact that they have 
no regret. They have no signs of backing down right in front of my face. It's, do you want to know why? They, they got respect from me. It's because they think it's because they think you're a, a character. And you want you know which which you but, are but, like but we Ken, saw it with Kevin Ken. Said, Remember with Ken that time? One of one of our friends we were in the front row and 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 they got they got lippy with each other. One of our guys in the front row of one of the events, and uh, Ken poured his beer on the on the guy, which actually was a little bit over obviously overboard. That's because, a overboard. No 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 because what, the reason why was because he he got Ken first. He like pushed him uh, back, so Ken poured the beer on. Okay, okay. The front row of these events gets wild. Yeah, it's like it's crazy, a wild dude. place to be. But I think I think what Kevin said is like. They're in character too. One hundred percent. We're all we're we're all there to have fun, and now now I'm leaning into it. Now I'm 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 liking it. Yeah, and they love to hate me. Yeah, it's really <laughs> fun. It's, it's it is quite the journey for me. Yeah, my girlfriend's um, dad. Who I just met like two days ago will be coming to Money in the Bank. Oh, fantastic! And so I'm prepping her. I'm like, yo, like they're gonna be calling me a wanker. <laughs> the, they, they, the fuck you, Logan Chance are coming. Yep. Um, but. Sometimes it can go too far. And I know you had an experience. Oh, yeah. Where a large fan. Yes, he did. Came sprinting at full speed and mm. knocked you down while you were barreled going backstage. Me. Just barreled me, man. What What was that? Dude, so uh, I first of all, this guy, uh, I feel, I want to preface it by saying I felt, when I found out about everything, I felt very bad for this guy. This guy, uh, you know, he, he's a, there's, a, there's some mental mm, uh, mm. disability going on there. His connection from reality is not all there. He was catfished online by somebody pretending to be me, I believe. What? Yep. Oh, no. There was there was some amount of money exchanged for for whatever he was, uh, you know, being asked for. And this is not a new phenomenon. Like the, the people will do this with. Uh, it happens a lot with our our girls, right? So people will catfish as our oh. as our our female superstars and like say, oh my, they'll, they'll just prey on these people who are a, a little a little slower and, the, yeah, and they'll, yeah. they'll, they'll prey on them and they'll be like, oh my, my brother's sick in the hospital. Could you send, you know, money? But they don't ask for money. They ask for it in like gift cards. And so like, it, it's insane. There there was one with Becky actually. And, and we ended up, this person finally figured out that they were being catfished or something. They showed up in the front row of a show and brought this Ziploc bag of gift cards that they had sent. Because what they'll do is they'll buy them and they'll scratch the yeah. codes off and then just send the codes, codes via whatever, you know, via text. And and then so the person gets all the cash from the gift card. And it was like, I mean, we're, I, I added it all up. We're talking thousands of dollars. Oh with thousands God. of dollars that they had given to Becky for her brother in the hospital or something like that. Or like, it, it, was, it was wild. So uh, basically this guy had been catfished by somebody pretending to be me, asking for money for whatever crises they were going through. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at Chumba Casino casino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus through and this guy had given him some money and he was he had reached his breaking point so we're in brooklyn and he jumps i'm, I'm i finished a match with finn balor and i'm coming to the back and i'm walking up the ramp like i always do and our, our floor camera there in the 
aisle. His name's Stewie, and he's just following me like he always yep. does. And then like, I it happened instantly to me. Like, because I'm I'm not even thinking like, oh, somebody's gonna come out of the audience. I should be ready for this. You know, that's what we have security for. That's <laughs> yeah. what the building security's for. <laughs> yeah. And you just don't think that's gonna happen. So like, your brain is shut off from that part. You're just in the performance. You're like. I'm just talking to Stewie. I'm just, you know, talking shit, just doing my thing. I was a bad guy at the time, so I'm just dancing around, doing my weird Seth Rollins stuff, and I'm, I'm not paying any attention. And, like, in retrospect, what I remember is seeing somebody come around the corner running, which isn't unusual either because sometimes they're setting up pyro in the entrance for somebody else. And he was wearing, you know, like all – like he was just in T-shirts and a pants, so, like, he was kind of nondescript. And so I just saw him running and didn't think anything of it. And then, like, by the next thing I know, he's cutting the corner and just zips right by Stewie oh. and just straight football tackles me, oh. form tackles me right there on the ramp. And it was terrifying because I was, like I said, I'm not prepared. So my instinct was to just try to get a hold of his head. And he's kind of, like, clawing at me. Like, he didn't have any weapons, thank God. He had nothing on him, you know. But he's, like, just kind of clawing. He's not really throwing any punches or anything like that. I think he's like grabbing my hair. <laughs> so I have him uh, trying to get him, but he's like a little ball. Like he, he was a big guy. Yeah, he's a he's a, he's a, a stout man, but he's <laughs> he's short, so yeah. he's like a little ball. So like I couldn't quite get a hold of him. <laughs> and like uh security jumped quick. Our referee actually jumped quick. Everybody was trying to get him off, but he had like a hold of my hair. Uh, and uh -oh. so <laughs> this is this is I haven't divulged this part of the story yet. <laughs> to try to dislodge him, the only thing that I could do, because I didn't want to punch him. I didn't want to hit him. The only thing that I could do, I saw like he was on top of me, over me. All I saw was his legs were kind of like this. <laughs> so I just reached up and just No! Just, <laughs> Of, of course, I had to get this guy off me. I didn't know what was going on, so I just reached up and just snatched. <laughs> twist, twist, or no? Twist? I, I just—it was a squeeze. A squeeze. It was a squeeze. Just a squeeze, like a oh. hard, just a hard squeeze. He had my hair, and he finally got you know pried off. Oh, that'll off get him off. Yeah, yeah, it got him off. It got him off. There. Do you feel? Do you? But feel it was, it was, it was nerve wracking, dude. Especially in the moment. Once I realized, you know, a split second after he got me, when I realized what was going on, I was like, oh, I mean, this is serious. Yeah, I could. Yeah. I mean, if he had a, a shank, if he had any sort of sharp object, yeah, I would have just been sliced and diced, man. Yeah. It's very, very scary. Did you ever? Give him the gift cards back. Yeah, this I was, was not the gift card that. guy. This was not the gift card <laughs> oh. guy. I will say, uh, <laughs> I was gonna ask him the same question. Say you all those cheesecake factory. Uh, obviously, gift cards. the guy was arrested. Um, he was arrested by the the police that night, and and like they asked if I wanted to press charges, and um, I, you know I didn't. I I just I asked that the that the NYPD just try to find a way to help him because I knew that oh, he nice. I knew that he was. Once I saw what happened online, like afterwards, you know, when all the kind of stuff popped up on Twitter afterwards, like, who is this guy? What was he doing? And I think he posted a video the next day when he like had made bail or something like that. And it was clear that he was not in a proper state. Yeah. I, I was, I kind of got what was going on. So when they started following up, I was like, look, I don't, this guy doesn't need to go to prison. He needs help. help like he yeah. needs some help. So if there's anything, any services you guys offer for, you know, people in situations like this, please, you know, do that on my behalf. So, You're a good guy. so ho hopefully that happened. I don't. I have not heard anything about it. No, no, no. I haven't f heard anything about that. But um, yeah, I just. It was a very unfortunate incident all the way around. I'm happy that nobody was hurt. Um, and hopefully he's gotten. Well, he help. might have been hurt a little bit by his nuts. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, if that's if <laughs> if that's the worst of it, then so be it. You that, know, that catfish shit is gonna get worse with the AI, dude. Oh, so, of course. So like, so like, for example, 
I got uh, AI scammed recently. Yes. Me personally, uh, because I did a, a hair surgery in Turkey okay. a while back. <laughs> and uh, I made this video where I was like, yo, I, I got hair surgery in Turkey. It was like a sponsored thing. Like, yeah. I went and got it done, right? And I was like, oh, it was the best thing I ever did. My hair's growing back quick. And they took that part of the of the YouTube video, and then at one point it just cuts, and they added, and then it was just me talking. Over B-roll. Like but I wouldn't do this surgery again because works better. And since you he has a podcast, pour it into your hair they and can take every word he's ever your said. Voice. And they yeah. used my voice and turned it into a promotion for this hair fiber product. You're fucked. <laughs> Shaw, everybody, like the whole legal team, you're fucked. I don't care if you're in Bulgaria. I know exactly how much you're making on drop shipping, $38,000 last month, and I'm coming for fucking all of it, dude. I'm not playing <laughs> again. Dude, fucking coming for you, bro. This is like this is like my WWE. Wow. This is like my WWE. Dude, bro. the words that I got like I got scammed by an AI yes. because <laughs> I went and got hair surgery in Turkey. Those words just came out of your mouth. What world are we living in? Yes, that's uh, 2023. Correct. This is the life that correct. we're living as human beings. We cannot take this for granted. We can, we got to live with gratitude right now because that is a sentence. That if you had uttered <laughs> even 50 years ago, people would have locked you up. You would have thrown you in. Yeah, 100%. You'd be grabbing my nuts. squeezing Unreal that the wor those words just came out of your mouth, and it's a real sentence, and we're all like, yep, yeah, mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, that's it. That's so crazy. I can't believe they did that to you. That's real life, bro. What are we doing? Insane. Yeah. Shit's gonna get funky, dude. It's only gonna get with, crazy, especially with that Apple Vision coming out now. You you seen Apple Vision? Uh, I haven't d dug into it. I just it's the goggle gimmick, right? Dude, you can yes look at the app that you want to play with, and the device can recognize where you're looking, and then from the side, just pinch your finger as the click. Oh, that's no. where we're at. So imagine now it's these big clunky goggles, right? But when they can like shrink to like, oh, of a course. contact size. I can't imagine what the world's going to look like in 50 years. Inshallah, I'm still alive to witness it, but uh, we're advancing at a rapid pace. I, I, wanted, to, I wanted to mention just on the a fan attacking thing really quick once, because this happened to Triple H once. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It, this is like a notorious story, right? Yeah. Like some guy went in the ring and Triple H legitimately suplexed the, yeah, sh just, the shit out of him. Just dropped him, yeah. Do I need to be concerned for things like this? Like, I, I don't want to be caught off guard because I feel like my person will have a shank. Yeah, so I've had this. So we mentioned this guy from Brooklyn, the one you're talking about, the infamous one. He's the one that got to me. I've had three other instances yeah. where people have got in, it got tried to get after me. Um, one got in the ring. One guy was also in Brooklyn. Another guy in Brooklyn. I don't. I'm not saying nothing about the Barclays Center. <laughs> Step it up. I'm making my entrance, and he just hops the rail and gets on the aisle and just does my entrance with me. And I'm, I, yeah, it was so weird, dude. And I'm just like, like I'm walking, and I didn't do anything to him because he didn't do anything to me. He just was like, he's like, I'm part of his crew now. You know what I mean? And then like he got to the bottom of the ramp and got tackled by security quickly. Uh, another one, a guy got all the way in the ring, and like he was just walking towards me, and I shoved him. And luckily, like when I shoved him back. Our referee was on the outside of the ring and just tripped him, like came in and tackled uh, him and tripped him, and then he was, it was over. But like, dude, it—I mean, it's scary. I, I say, head on a swivel yeah, for sure. You, for sure. you just never know, especially like, you don't know 
the mental state of somebody and then you add alcohol into the mix you don't know what yeah. what what people are going to do when they're inebriated uh luckily building security is like usually really good so everybody's going through metal detectors yeah. so like there's generally a chance that you're not going to get that they're not going to have anything but you just never know so i i say no i say you're probably fine but Definitely a head on a swivel. For sure. I'll keep it on a swivel. I just don't want to get in trouble if I clock someone. If someone jumps the rail and you clock them, you will not get in trouble. Right. That is, that is, that, so you mentioned Seth the Triple Rollins H one. When you get in the ring, are you, 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 I mean, obviously you want to avoid these yeah, situations. I like I said, with the guy who got me, I'm like, I, I don't want to be violent with you. I want to subdue you. But yeah, no one's going to fault you in that situation because you have to assume that it's volatile. Yep. You can't assume he's coming to give you a hug. You know what I mean? That's yep. just, you might but, get your first dub. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was low. He regrets it instantly. I can see it on his face. If you have a problem with me, you can take it about this podcast in that hallway. Because I swear to God, I'll frog splash you off a balcony, brother. He will. I believe it. I've seen it. I have too. I have too. Uh, you are a coach. Yeah. A coach yeah. Of, of a wrestling academy. I, yeah, I own a wrestling academy. You call me a coach. Sure. So... So these kids mm -hmm. saw some of them. Yep. You're pretty intense. I can be. You're yeah. a pretty intense coach. I can be. I feel like you're, uh, since you're as good as you are at what you do, it's got to be hard to have someone like you as a coach because your expectations must be high for these people. Uh, so I, I think, I mean, that's what people pay for, right? Yeah. They come to the school uh, for yeah. me, yeah, so they, they pay for my opinion. Uh, but no, I, I think, I mean, we've been coaching at black and brave for, uh, 10 years now, uh, nearly. And so, I mean, I understand very much what it was like to be starting off in the industry. And so I don't have, I, I don't have super high expectations, but I also, you know, based on my, what I would consider vast amount of experience, uh, I do have a good idea and look, wrestling is art. So it's like, there's no perfect way to do it. There's no, you have to do it this way, and that's the only way. Mm. There's a million ways to do this. There's tons of you know our, uh, flavors of ice cream, if you will. You know, My favorite's vanilla, yours is chocolate, yours is strawberry. Yeah. None of us are wrong. Wrestling is the same way. But there are some very specific ways to make things good, and I am fairly stringent when it comes to this is what I... I, I know my number one rule, if it's good, it's good. Yeah. Sounds simple enough. If it's good, it's good. But when you see something, you hear something, you know if it's good. And I know when something's good just by watching it. And, and I'm and I try to keep an open mind. So like if if something if they have an idea, I won't just crap on it right away. You know, let me let me see it. Let's watch it. Let's play it out. Okay, what can we do to make it better? But if they're not doing their footwork right on a headlock takeover. I'm going to get hot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get hot after 10 weeks. I'm like, you got to have that headlock takeover down. You know, yeah. you got it. You're not, you're not Logan Paul. You, <laughs> you got to walk before you can run. Your path ain't his path. You want to go do his path, go do his path. You got to do our path if you came to our school. So yeah, I, I'm fairly stringent, but I'm not, my expectations aren't through the roof. I don't think anybody's going to come out of there. It's 12 week course. I don't think anybody's coming out of there ready to main event WrestleMania or anything like that. You're coming out of there with the knowledge to be able to go out into your world and, you know, paint your pictures and learn as an artist. I'm giving you the tools. I'm giving you the skills. It's your job to go out and paint masterpieces. Is that why they call you the visionary, the, the architect? 
Yes, kind of. Uh, so I got the nickname actually because when we were in the Shield, I was like the guy. You, you've done like regular tag matches, yeah. you know, uh, six man. You add another body, and you can kind of see like um, you've got this ladder match coming up. So like, there's seven bodies going on, going around in there. Royal Rumble, even right? Like, it's so much harder when you have all these different variables. So I got the like architect kind of moniker because when we were in the shield, we were doing tons of six man tags. And like, I just have this uh, ability to like see things kind of before they're, they happen. I can like see how they're going to play out in my head. And like, I'm able to like chessboard it, like just put things in the perfect yeah. places to get the reactions that I want. I so that's where I kind of got the architect that's morphed into the visionary yeah. sort of moniker. It's it's a it's a slightly real life thing. No, it's cool. I got to witness it. The 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 the, the crafting, the storytelling is as an outsider so intriguing to me. And now I get it. Now I'm now I'm invested in the WWE. I'm watching Friday Night Smack and I'm watching Monday Night Raw. Whereas before I don't think I fully appreciated the art of it the story of it certain things need to connect to flow into the next thing um completely unrelated but i know since you guys were were in the in the shield together and now he's i mean he's the face of the the business right now who's taking the title from roman reigns if it's up to me it's me <laughs> you know um but i don't know man i i'd say whoever does is is primed again <laughs> for a uh for a rocket to the moon they have to be no yeah i mean the guy's uh certainly operating on a level um the very few have in the history of our industry sure. um you know he he just he everything he does he, he really found his groove being the tribal chief this kind of mob boss character he really found it when he was with us uh, in the shield, it, it you know he was learning, uh, and then when he was out on his own, he couldn't quite figure out exactly what he wanted to be, uh, you know, and, and that's just a lack of experience, you know. He's got his foot in the wrong shoe, kind of thing. Um, you know, the company saw him in a certain way, and I don't think that aligned with what his personality is and the way he saw himself. Uh, and then you know, one of the things that twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one gave us. Uh, as an organization, was an opportunity to try things that we may not normally do because nobody was watching TV at the yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, we were still doing live shows every single week, but we had a chance to play with our characters and take some risks. And one of those things that happened was, uh, in in wrestling jargon, turning Roman Reigns heel, um, which maybe would never have happened had we not, you know, been stuck in a warehouse for eighteen months or whatever. But uh, it turned into one of the best possible outcomes for him and for the industry if you look at the story arc of what the bloodline and roman reigns has been over the past few years it's virtually unmatched in our industry it's virtually unmatched it's so hard because of injuries because of the crowd not always jibing what you're doing you got to change stuff sometimes from what you want uh but to be able to consistently tell just a very logic-based, emotion-based story for years on episodic television. I mean, we're talking, again, every week, 52 weeks a year for years. Like Game of Thrones, they tell a story in 10 episodes, right? And, and that plays out over years when you have the continuity of the stories. But to be able to do that with Usos, uh, Sami Zayn, Roman Reigns, yeah. Paul Heyman for years every single week, that's wild. 
Nowhere else on television or in movies are you going to find anything like that. It doesn't even come close. Yeah. It's it's pretty impressive. And so, like I said, what he's set up, that's the thing. Who's going to be the guy to take the throne yeah. and and really push the industry into the next phase? Because this is this is his era, his title. SmackDown is his show. Like whoever takes that from him, it's going to be a big deal. I hate to say it, but he's excellent. Yeah, I know. He's, 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 he's excellent. There's no, there's no arguing that. You say what you can say a lot of other things about him, but you cannot deny how incredible he is yeah. and what he does. It, it's also so cool to see the character development and see people find themselves in the WWE. I mean, you obviously yep. had multiple versions of that. I think yep. the one you're on right now is awesome. Thank you. Uh, Roman, <laughs> Roman's doing his thing right now, but but he found that. I got to see Dom mysterio do mm -hmm. it in real time yep he we had our first wrestlemania together right and now he's got the most heat in the wwe oh and, yeah and watching <laughs> yo, yo, watching dom turn against his dad and and, and grow out his mullet and oh like, the yeah longer that mullet got the more evil he got <laughs> <laughs> and and he got even more tattoos at the time it's yeah it's, he literally like evolved into this thing that now works. Yeah. So is that what it is? Is it just throwing shit at the wall until the audience reacts, clicks with something, and then you run with it? Yeah, dude. I mean, you can you can like best laid plans. You know, you can come up with this great idea, but if 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 the way you see it isn't the way other people see it, it's not going to work. And that's not just wrestling. That's everything, right? You got these this vision for what. And sometimes WWE's got a reputation for kind of like forcing things, but as characters it's on us to figure out it's our brand like yes they are you know wwe's the, the the overarching theme but like i'm i have to take responsibility for myself and wwe gives us the autonomy to be able to do that because we have these live events we have tv every week we get to if something if we hear something not everybody's going to hear that if we see something not everybody's going to see that about us they can't keep trapping track of all of these people in yeah. every single second of everything they do so like you know you could kind of I, I wrestled dom in his first match speaking of the pandemic i wrestled him in his first match on live television we did this great story with the mysterio family that no one probably ever saw <laughs> where i obliterated this kid with uh, a kendo stick yeah. like obliterated <laughs> him dude i brew you can find the, the images online i mean i just annihilated him with it and uh, it built to this match with him and I at SummerSlam. It would have been 2020 probably. And uh, it, it was wonderful to see where he was then, you know, potential. And he was a, a good guy. He's a baby face. Yeah, He's yeah. just straight white meat. I'm Rey Mysterio's kid yeah. and all that. And you could, uh, for me, I knew. I remember I was sitting in a live event not long ago. And he was getting just booed out of the building. And one of our producers, um, Hurricane Helms, was sitting there with me. And he was like he's like can you he got a little bit of a lisp he's, he's like uh he's like if, if you told me six six months ago he's gonna be the top heel in the business but i but you believed it and i was like yes i i that's the visionary yeah. part i could see this coming i'm like he's he's because he's not like he's not built to be a baby face he's ray mysterio's kid like he's same thing like people think he's getting handed everything you know yeah. being ray's kid and like it's so easy to want to hate nepotistic jerks right yeah. it's so easy to want to pe people like digging off their family name it's easy to hate that and i'm like the like they're gonna love him at first but eventually it's all gonna come back around but the 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 risk is so you said you know you you were concerned being booed and you're not alone in that people don't like that sometimes it's a hard pill to swallow you know like you, you don't want it's hard for you to not feel 
Like it's at, personal. At first, for sure. Yeah, it's, it's so it's so unnatural to yeah. be like, this is fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so for him to be able to feel that take that in and then apply it every single week and trust the people around him to, to, you know, telling him exactly what to do to be able to do that and then turn it into where it is now where he can't like, he can't pick up a microphone to say words Mm-mm. because it'll just boo him out of the building. You have dude. to see this guy. It's try fantastic. Try he but, raises it to his mouth yeah. and, it, and he, he, he literally can't talk. He probably can't even hear himself no. when he's talking. Yeah. And it's so fun <laughs> to watch. And here's the thing is like, I'm with him on these live events all the time and he's a sponge for information. So like, I'll tell him something, Hey, you should check this out. Watch yourself do this. This is maybe a better way to do it. And he'll apply it the next day. And it works. And he's like, oh, light bulb. And then you could just see the little things that he does every single step of the way start to improve. You got to remember, he's still like 23 or something. He's a very young cat, man. So he's still like growing into his body. He's learning, you know, how to do this thing and like trying to fill. Again, we talked about Rey Mysterio earlier on, one of the greatest of all time. You can't fill those shoes, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. You will never be able to. I can't imagine the pressure that that, that, that puts, puts on, on you. Yeah. So for him to be able to develop himself as something completely different than his dad, that's got to take so much weight off of his shoulders. Totally. He doesn't have to be his father. He can be his own thing, yeah. and that's that's fantastic. See, you know what's what's tricky about the heel thing for me? It's like... In basketball or football, right, you you have away games, but eventually you're going to go home. For you, or, or like for, for heels in this space, every night is an away game. Uh-uh. You're, well, I went to Cleveland. I, didn't, you, didn't they still boo you there? A little, but not not, <laughs> not, little, not even nearly but, as but, much. But, as but well. I they didn't hate to, you as much in Cleveland. Yeah. No, it's just, that's just hometown. But I, I wanted to say, the reason why I, I feel like it might be a tougher adjustment for someone like you is like, these guys go out there under a moniker. You know, if the Undertaker, obviously not him, but if somebody's a heel at any given time, their character is a heel. He goes out, his real name's Logan Paul. He goes out as Logan Paul. Yeah. So when he gets booed walking into a place, like in a way, like you're adjusting to the idea that they're booing you. And the only thing that he's ever done in life was played a character. He's never played a character before this. It's always been him. So, it, so, but, so, you, but, so you've had to like detach. Yeah, you've had to like kind of detach yourself from the idea that they don't like you and started to come around to the idea that they don't like the character that you play in the WWE. You said it exactly. And I realized that the, the noise, the booze, the cheers, that's the currency. That's what I'm getting right, paid right. to yeah. do. That's why I'm there. That's it. If they're silent, that's, that's lame and I'm, I'm, I'm going to get yeah. fired. If they're cheering... It's not as fun for the type of guy I am at the moment. <laughs> Wait, but, can yeah. they? Can you? Ev- but could they ever turn him into a, a baby? It, absolutely. Maybe in a decade. Maybe in a decade. Of absolutely. In the work. <laughs> absolutely. But but so so you kind of touched on that a little bit, like uh, so. But it's hard because wrestling, like you mentioned, we play characters. We do, but it is hard to understand that because wrestling is like this weird in between area for characters and real people because the best characters in wrestling are personalities just turned way up. And like, it's not, it's just not like they don't, our audience does not see us the same way as George Clooney in a movie. For sure. You know, if George Clooney goes out and has like a stinker in a movie, like people just go, Oh, bad George Clooney movie. Oh, well, it's probably not his fault. He still did great. So whatever. Like he, like he's not 
fully judge on like the character, the content of the character in that movie. If he's like a scumbag in there, like no one's like, oh, I hate George Clooney now because he played this rotten mob boss in this movie. Like they're just like, oh, wow, George Clooney killed it. He was so good. But like wrestling's weird because there's like this, like I, I was just on the Today Show the other day. I go as Seth Rollins. I don't go as Colby Lopez. You know what I'm saying? So like, it's this weird. It's it's this. It's cool because it's the only thing that it's like that that is like. But it's also weird and creates some some strange mental processes going on. You're, with, lo- you're locked into it. Yeah, you're, ti- you're tied to it. Yeah, it's it's a funky world we live in. It's a funky world we live in. I don't know any other way to describe it. It's like its own space, man. Do you find a little bit of uh, uh, solace in your family life? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. My my daughter's two and a half now. She's the best. Like that. I I never thought I would want to have kids, really. And I, I I mentioned earlier the schedule I had when I was in my mid twenties. No time. And I and I just was like, ah, hey, you know, if it happens, it happens. I had you know was dating girls that I they were fine. You know, it was great girls. Nothing bad to say about them. But it was just it wasn't. You know, I didn't feel like ah like I want to have kids with this person. I want to be married to this placeholders. person. Placeholders. Yeah, yeah. It was just you know, it's just, it's just I don't know <laughs> about placeholders, but I mean, I I cared about them. They were great people. But you know, you just it is what it is. You know. And, and I was too focused on myself, if I'm being fair, if I'm being truly honest, it wasn't them, it was, it's not you, it's me, it was me. I just, like I said, wrestling was my first love and there was not, I wasn't gonna put anything before that, including relationships and family. And then uh, once, you know, me and Becky got together uh, four years ago, just, I was like, oh, okay, I get it now, here we are, and then we had a kid and uh, she's the best. And so like, that's that's the time I, it's hard for me to shut down from the business because I'm in it so much and I, I do love it so much. But like, if ever there had been a time where it wasn't my first love, having my wife and kid probably has taken that over. If I you, would say it's it's probably now number two. If you guys ever get in arguments at home, <laughs> is it, you ain't getting in headlocks? Like what, what does that I, look I like? I wish, that sounds a lot, a lot easier than, than having to deal with a woman's emotions. <laughs> a lot less dangerous, right? Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, no, I mean, she's got a mean forearm, though. She's got real bony elbows, so she throws an uppercut or a forearm at me. I had to get her ready for, uh, we were in the ring getting her ready when she was coming back from uh, having uh, our kid. So we were in the ring a lot, and, like, I'd never really worked with her, you know? Just guys and girls don't mix that much, you know? So, like, we're in the ring, and, you know, we're, we're kind of going at it and doing stuff, and, like, she popped me with a forearm. And I'm like, what is happening? Like, why is this hurt so much? You're tiny. I mean, she's she's feisty and gritty, and you know she's got some oomph behind her. But like, it was the bony, it's the bony elbow. <laughs> she's she's, she's Irish, right? Yeah, she's Irish. She's Irish. Dublin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's got a mean streak too. She's got that. She's got. She you, you, Luckily, we don't we don't argue very much. Knock on wood. Like we're 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 pretty on the same page, which is dope. But like, it, it, the times that I have frustrated her, it's like. Okay, okay. Watch out for that elbow. Yeah, yeah. I'll stay away for a minute. You just do you. Yeah, cause she's Irish. She's got that streak. She's ah. another impulsive alum. She's yeah, an, inc- yeah. an incredible, incredible she personality. She's incredible personality. <laughs> she's the man. Like it makes she is it, the man. It, it makes so, it's such a cool link up. Like you two. Like from from an outside looking in standpoint, and just like oh, the, the two characters coming together. It's just it's dope. Yeah, it's thank dope. you, man. There's thank a lot you. of there's a lot of. Uh, wrestler love within the industry right i mean because you guys do the same thing yep. you, the travel schedules line up it, yep. it, it, it makes sense yeah if you can find the the person like yeah, like I, bianca and montez uh-huh. another example yeah i always thought um i always thought that i was never gonna like date another wrestler i was like ah, i don't know it's a bad idea mm. but then 
like you said, it all that lines up, all that makes sense. And then, and, and they, they don't, they're really the only people who get it. Like I found at least like, it's just hard for anybody to really understand like the schedule, the commitment, uh, and to have the passion for it. So the fact that we have all these things that line up for us makes it so easy. So the pressure's off. So like if, if, if I'm going through, if I'm having a rough spell and like, I've just I had a couple weeks or a bat, like I, I take, if, if something doesn't go right on Monday, it, it, I get really upset about it. Like I'll, I'll emotionally eat it for a, a while, like for a few days, but like she gets that. So like, there's no pressure for her, to, for me to like, Hey, get your shit together. We got this to do on Tuesday or Wednesday, you know, like she gets it. So like if she's got to pick up extra slack or something like that, or just, just be understanding, have a conversation. Like she knows how to talk to me when, when I'm not feeling great about how a promo went or something. Awareness, like that, that yeah. awareness in relationships is, is insanely important as you start to yeah, get older. It's a hundred percent. Yeah. And, and just knowing, just understanding each other and understanding the things you guys go through and all that and so yeah it was it's uh it's been a godsend i think at least for me i hope for her as well but it's been it's been really nice and i honestly couldn't have done the last four years without her that's oh, very that's sweet amazing. i think you should take her to bukity beppo <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna find a bukity beppo although she has like a million uh she's like she can't eat gluten uh, oh yeah don't take her take yeah, she can't eat no. gluten she's vegetarian so. oh, sweet green oh no take her sweet green sweet green yeah, yeah we got a sweet green right around that's the why her LA, elbows so are so she, sharp she loves, she loves a sweet green i hate superlatives but i have to take this opportunity to ask do you have a favorite match of all time mm -hmm. hard 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 i've done like um According to the interwebs, I've had like two thousand matches, so it's really hard for me to like pick one. And I and I and I'm a, a pretty harsh critic of myself, so I very rarely watch anything back. Match moments, anything like when you cashed in, yeah, at, yeah, at money in it, the bank it, at that, WrestleMania. That's the defining one, right? Like that's the one that changed my career. Without without that money in the bank contract and without that particular cash in, like, I'm probably not sitting here having this conversation with y'all. So that's the one that that stands out. I think you know. Um, that's the one that's going to like live forever. I think, you know, I think in this industry, it's really about moments. Like I don't want to toot my own horn, but I have great matches every week all the time. Mm. And that's not, not like, I'm not saying, Oh, I'm so great. I'm just, I'm in a, I'm in a groove. You're, like you're very good at what you do. Yeah. Like the, 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 the crowd is with me. It's like they, we understand each other as a yeah. good synergy. So like I can have a great match and they will get forgotten about in an instant. So like the business is really about moments that yeah. can last forever. You know, WrestleMania, like, what's a moment? How do we splash KSI <laughs> through a table? How do we put him through a table? Unbelievable. Like, these are things that we, I, what is an audience going to keep in their mind for more than 24 hours? Yeah. Because, especially in the age of content where all it, it everything and, and you know i've heard many like media executives mention this but everything is competition when it comes to media because it's all sort of just this one noise yeah th this is yeah. it's way saturated and wwe is the king of content we have so much content and so you have to go how do you make moments that are going to last for any amount of time that are going to register with people for years the cash in at wrestlemania is the one where like I had a guy tell me a few years ago that for him, it was like his generation's version of Hogan slamming Andre at uh, WrestleMania three. Uh, and so I go, that's, 
cool. that probably made you feel awesome. That's cool. Because you but, remember that moment, obviously. So I remember, dude. But yeah, Hogan and Andre. Yeah. I mean, I was I was too young for that. But like, I I I you, you know, know I know the the picture, yep. Yep. everything. You know it. That ninety three thousand Pontiac Silverdome main event, Vegas <laughs> WrestleMania. Like I could, I have that one. Like Hogan Warrior at WrestleMania six. Yep. Shawn Michaels Bret Hart WrestleMania twelve. Like I've got you know Rock uh, and Hogan um, WrestleMania. 18 i think it was like there's all these big ones and like to be included in that that you know it's going to last for generations very few people get the opportunity to create moments like that on industry to be part of that like i said if i didn't have that we wouldn't be sitting here having this conversation but, but a lot of your highest rated matches are like as of recently like i, I didn't even know this but evidently there's like a whole rating system oh for the god matches. don't get me started on have, the rating system. <laughs> you, you have a very rare five-star rated oh, match with cody Jesus rhodes coming Christ. out of 2022 so i mean I, technically you're right. You're at the top. You're you're at the the peak, bro. It's just those those star ratings don't <laughs> mean. Dave, Dave. Don't don't even say his last name. <laughs> don't even give him the credit <laughs> on this podcast. Look, he gave you five I, stars. I know. That's what Puka Pepo gets. Do, do you do you know? <laughs> and if I'm I'm not mistaken, like I think that like Kurt Angle has no five star matches. <laughs> Okay, one of the greatest of all time, and there's a, there's a plethora of these people. My point is, Dave's great. He's a historian. Dave Meltzer is yep. his name. Yep. He's great. He's a great historian. He's been a part of the business for a long, long time. He started with the Wrestling Observer newsletter. That was his big thing. So they used to send out literal, actual newsletters every month to subscribers, just detailing wow. what had happened here that and there. Month. Yeah, whatever had happened anywhere in wrestling that month, and you know he was big in Japan. He would look at everything in Mexico, anything where there was wrestling going on that was drawing crowds. He was reporting on it, injuries, backstage news, all that stuff. And now there's this whole culture online because the backstage stuff is, you know, ooh, what are they going to do? Ooh, they're doing how, this. How do they get that. this information? Oh, there's moles everywhere. Is man. there? Yeah, because I see yeah. these tweets, the rumors, blah, blah. And I'm like, I don't even know about this. How do you know? <laughs> how? You, and sometimes I do know about it, and it's true. Yeah. And I don't know who's leaking this information. Dude, somebody out there is is leaking it to somebody or telling somebody who's telling somebody who's telling somebody. You never know. You never know. You got to be very careful with Wild. your information in this Wild. industry. But he's great as a historian, but match ratings are silly. Match ratings are very silly. Well, it's subjective. Like, right? like I said, it's yeah. so subjective. Like, if if it's good, it's good. Like I said, you know when something's good. I can watch a match on any show on the planet in front of a crowd of 70,000, in front of 20. I'm like, if, if the people are popping, it's a good time. That's the end of the game. But like to put star ratings on it, I, I, good for you. Good, good, yeah, good for you. You found you found something that like people have latched onto, and it's fun to debate and all that stuff. But in the grand scheme, it really it it, it means very little. Well, you know, ratings just do good nowadays. Like pizza, bur any oh, any dude, you can, yeah. people just love being in on the idea of scoring this. Of first course, thing, right. So it was always going to work. One thing that you've also gotten scored extremely high on your walkout song. Oh, yeah, yeah. People seem to dig that thing, the man. The best? The, I don't know if it's the best. I mean, there's some bangers. Uh, Edge they, likes to think his is the best. Okay, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. No, I don't know if he said that. He, no. Oh, I don't know if he people said like that. to think that the some people, 
pe- some, there are maybe some people out there who think that the edges is the best. <laughs> the, are you calling him the edge? The edges. Uh, the edge. Edge. Yeah, Just no, edge. I give him an extra. It's like the, the Facebook. Okay. I, I go back. You go so. deeper. So I added it. At nice. Right. Yeah. Uh, it, I mean, it's hot right now. People love it, man. They're singing it in the streets. It's pretty wild. They sing it, uh, bro, when you came in, when we were doing our thing, they I couldn't get a word in. Oh, yeah. I couldn't yeah, get a yeah. word. They just wouldn't stop going, oh. Yeah. <laughs> when do they start singing? Because I want my fans. All three of them <laughs> to sing my song. There's a chant in there. I, was just, I just got a new song. Oh, you got a new one. When we were doing our thing oh, yeah, yeah, back yep, and forth, I yep. was like, I need a, I need a, like a kind of sing song bit, whatever. When did the fans start vibing with the song in that way? Dude, I debuted this song at WrestleMania in 2021. It was in Tampa. We only had like, it was a half capacity WrestleMania. It was still like the, oh, we're cool. back, but we're not back. Yeah. Uh, Cause we didn't even go back to full scale live events until like August of that year. But in March we did WrestleMania outdoors. Tampa let us have half the people. So we did it in Raymond James, did the song. And when I was putting the song together, I, I kind of had a vision for like what I wanted people to do and when we first when we first put the song out uh vince mcmahon was actually you know he heard it he was just hearing it for like the first or second time and he he actually took a set of the the woes out he didn't get he didn't get the woes he was like oh that's not that's not seth rollins that's not seth freaking rollins and i'm like i'm telling you and he's like no 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 just trust me i'm like all right fine i'll trust you you've only been doing this for 80 years whatever <laughs> so like he uh he he took the woes out but in the back oh, of my mind i was like they're I'm like, going I'm like you just wait you just wait no they never went back in the version you hear now is still the vince version but there's enough of the woes that it it caught on and so it took a while because i was a heel no one was singing my song yeah. they weren't they didn't care yeah. at first and we weren't in front of people so it wasn't until august that the songs debuted in front of people like you know regularly so then t- fast forward to 2022 ish and like it didn't happen for me I, I and i've told this a little bit but i'll i'll tell you guys here i i'm kind of a heel through most of i'm a heel through most of 2022 I worked with the edge, invaded his home, <laughs> did all this this bad stuff that I shouldn't do. But uh, eventually, I ended up working with Matt Riddle. And there was this episode of Raw we did at Madison Square Garden. And uh, at the end of the show, I don't remember what happened. Riddle has this match. At the end of the show, I come out and I stomp this man's head into steel steps. Into steel steps. And normally, as a bad guy, this elicits... A chorus of booze because Matt Riddle is a fan favorite. But I stomp this guy's head into steps and I turn around expecting booze and the crowd is just singing the song in in the garden. And I'm like, okay, I think this is a thing now. I think this is going to be a thing. And sure enough, little by little, it just starts picking up, picking up, picking up, picking up. And then it turned into its own its own animal, man, to the point where, yeah, you couldn't get a word in edgewise. Did a thing with Finn Balor on Raw a few weeks ago, like to, to the point where people online, the Twitter verse is like, it's annoying. It's too, it's, we don't like this. It's the new what chant. And I'm like, come on, guys. <laughs> if Twitter doesn't like it, you know it's good. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> but music is like, it really is the great equalizer. It's like, it's like another mathematics. It's universally just understandable. Yep. If you have the right hit song, 
to walk out to, it's a great way to start a match. Even these wankers in London can even understand it. You're a wanker. <laughs> According to London, I'm not, you're I'm a not, wanker. I'm dude. not. They were chanting, Logan's a wanker. And so I'm walking back oh, after wow. my thing, Friday Night Smackdown. I'm telling them individually, I'm not a wanker. I'm not a wanker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not they a wanker. They were chanting, Logan's a wanker. He tried to tell every one of the people I, that he's not a wanker. I tried. I'm, I'm, every, I'm pitching them individually, and here's why I'm not. <laughs> Maybe you convinced one. It just starts with one, man. No, no, so honestly, I mean, honestly, I'm a fucking wanker. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. That thing between you and Riddle. What about him? Uh, got pretty nasty in in one in one of the clips I saw. Mm. He said his wife and kids left him. Yeah, they they, they did. Well, his wife did. Yeah. And I, he, then he got pissed. He's like, "I'm not gonna wrestle you. I'm gonna fi- I'm gonna beat your ass." Yes, sir. That I I felt something watching <laughs> that split screen. Yeah. Was that too far, Seth? No, I don't think there's ever such thing as too far. <laughs> You remember it though, right? And we're talking about it months later. Yeah. So well, there you go. That's what I'm talking yeah. about with moments, man. That's yeah. it. That's it. And we we look. We had a we had a bit of a real life uh, uh, beef, if you will. I had a bit of an issue with him. Um, that explains that. Yeah. So so that you you kind of got to see that play out on on live television a little bit. Mm-hmm. So you know we worked it to our favor because now we have a moment that's viral and something that you remember that affected you. So win win win. I would say. How are, how are things now? Fine, fine, yeah, 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 totally good. I mean, look, I'm, I'm a, I'm a professional, so like, if you want, if we can work together, we can work together. Things that happen outside of here, that that is what it is, you know. But like, he, he, uh, he apologized, um, and and we mended fences. And I'm all about like, I don't write anybody off. I'm not like one of those guys that's like, no second chances. You do wrong by me, I hate you forever. <laughs> like, I'm not that stubborn. It's not that serious, yeah. man. Like, unless you do some real nasty stuff, but like, you know. Everybody makes mistakes. So, like, I'm all about, like, forgiveness, second chances, what, what have you. So I, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. You you know, I'll, I'll, I'll forgive. Not always forget, but, you know, I'm willing to move forward. And so he, he was a big man about it, came forward and apologized, and we were able to work together, and it, I, I'm happy for that. The timing of this particular episode is weird because it's before – it's the day of Money in the Bank. Today. Do, do you have – any ideas of, about SummerSlam? Do you have your eyes on anyone? Does anyone have their eyes on you? I would hope. I think there's a few people who've got their eyes on me. I mean, I go out there and put these open challenges on for yeah. these, these titles. I yeah. go down to NXT and, and work with Braun Breaker. You know, I was on, I've done a couple on Raw now, uh, Damian Priest and stuff like that. And I've got Finn Balor uh, tonight at Money in the Bank. But uh, I don't know, man. I mean, we got a big show in Ford Field. Uh, we're going to try to put a you know, tens of thousands of people in that place. And so um, I'm, I'm just, I'm hoping for a good matchup. There's nobody that I'm like, I want, I want that one, mm-hmm. you know, like the one match that I haven't gotten, I had the one match with Roman for the title two Royal Rumbles ago. I haven't touched it. I, I, I think that's a WrestleMania match. Um, but other than that, man, I, I don't know. I've, I've been, I've been out there doing my thing for a long time. I've worked with a lot of the guys on the roster. I, I, I'd love to see somebody step up. I don't know who it's going to be, but I'd love to fight somebody and, and have a big-time title match there. Do you want to know what I'm going to do? What are you going to do? I don't know. Okay. But there are two guys that I would love to potentially have a match with at SummerSlam. Okay. I, 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 do, I don't really know like how this works. Like, Do I pitch a company? Do they pitch me? Pitch them right now. P- pitch them straight down the pipe. Hey, Triple H. <laughs> uh, nah, the two guys are, are Ricochet and LA Knight. 
Oh, okay. Uh, for, for various reasons. So Ricochet yeah. is obviously, I, I think he's probably one of the most athletic guys in the WWE. All time. I would consider myself also extremely athletic in the for WWE. Sure. And a part of me wants to... Put those two things together. I want to show him who the better athlete is. <laughs> oh, I want to I out-athlete the athlete yep. in the WWE. I think we could have one of the most physically... A spectacular phenomenon shows of all time. Five star Dave Metzger. Yeah, five star Metzger. I, I, I would love to absolutely melt the house down with Ricochet. Okay. And then on the other hand, I see old man, old man Ricker, L.A. Knight, <laughs> coming in the WWE. They love him. They I hate lo- that they love him. They love him, dude. And, and they hate me, and they hate that I hate him. Yeah. And, and there's, there's a, we got a little bit of a thing, dog. There's I, something there, they, right? We got a, I. I was in his face last night. Oh, it, yeah. It felt a little real. Like, I don't think he gets my thing <laughs> okay. that well. Um, and neither does the WWE Universe. Like, he, he sort of speaks for them. Okay. And they appreciate the time and the fact that he's earned it. And, yep. I, and I get that. And I'd love to take all of that away from him in one night. <laughs> uh, but you, you really are digging into this. this, this, this. I like we'll that. See. I hey, like hey, that. Hey, hey, Triple H, you got two paths. <laughs> uh, but then... After SummerSlam, my brother, who is fighting on the same night in Dallas, okay. as soon as my match ends, I'm going to hop on a PJ, fly to Dallas in my gear, walk in the ring with my brother no for, for his way. fight against Nate Diaz. I'm going to try to. Are you going to gonna make wow. it? I don't know. We've been, we've been I don't, talking about this I don't know if I'm going to make it, but I think it'll, if I do, it'll be minutes. Like I walk into the venue, round one, Jake Paul, Nate Diaz starts. It's it's on August 5th. It, have you logistically looked at it? Like is it, what's, it's, it's, what's the It is of, barely possible. Oh, yeah? So but you, how, but how incredible. You, you'd have to open the show. I, 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 have I, to I go requested nu- first match. Numero uno at yep. SummerSlam. Yep. And then fly down to Dallas. I mean, Detroit to Dallas. It's like two and a half hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one hour time difference. Jake will go on at 11. It, we did it. The math. It's barely doable. Oh, because you get the hour back, too. Yeah, yep, 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 mm-hmm. yep. Okay. That'd be crazy. Do you yeah. follow any of the, the boxing stuff? A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. No, I mean, I, I follow MMA a bit more than, yeah. than straight boxing. But yeah, enough. Enough. I'm I'm excited for that one. That's an interesting one. Nate in a pure boxing match. I don't I don't know how that plays. You know what I'm saying. So I'm very curious to see. Uh, and and look, I think Jake's got a, a bit of a power edge on him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Nate's not known for his his one punch but power. We'll see, but we'll see how much of a ability to take abuse edge Jake has versus Nate. Yeah. You know Nate could just go. Yeah. Nate yeah. could just keep going forever. His chin is insane. Yeah, exactly. It's insane. So yeah. it'll be interesting. It, you know, Jake's got the age. He's got the power for yeah. sure. So I, you know, I my money is on Jake. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you're Nate Diaz, it helps taking hits when you got no brain. <laughs> Listen, Seth, this has been a great it's episode. Thanks, man. I appreciate you guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's been great, dude. Uh, maybe I'll see you in the ring in the future. But regardless, I believe we delivered on this podcast, dude. This At, was a this was a great yeah, one. Yeah, for it real. Felt great, dude. For real. Thanks, man. Thank you guys. I appreciate you having me. And uh yeah, good luck tonight. Thank Be you. safe. Thank Watch you. out for them ladders. You win that case, you stay away from me though, all right? You yeah, stay we'll far, see. far away. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to this episode of Impulsive. We love you. We'll see you next time. Take it easy. Peace. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games 
games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.